we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Many of our heavy burdens are caused by hurt from loved ones. Anybody ever been hurt by a loved one? Yeah, Matthew 24 and 10. And they shall, and then shall many be what? And shall what? Betray one another and shall what? Hate one another. Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about the end times. What's going to happen in the end? What's happening right now? Many are going to be offended. They're going to betray one another. And they're going to hate one another. This is happening right now. I mean, it ain't just happening with the world offending the church. This is happening in marriages and in families. Hating one another. Betraying. Stabbing. How do you stab your own spouse in the back and think God going to let you get away with it? Amen. Many of these burdens are caused by this. When people are close to us, when people that are close to us hurt us, it can cause us to carry anxiety and stress when trying to deal with the pain. We've been talking about this. If you carry an anxiety and stress behind it, then it's not God. There's nothing God is going to do that's going to make you anxious and stressed. Amen? When it becomes anxious and stressed, the devil's in there somewhere. Amen. Psalms 55 and 12. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have prepared for it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. I could have hid myself from them. This is what David said. No, it was you, somebody close to me that I loved. And that stuff, when it hurts, man, it, it will cause anxiety and stress. It'll break. Anybody ever had their heart broken? You can feel that. Many times the enemy will use those close to us to harm us so that we will stop what? That's the key. Stop trusting people. Every one of these people I'm talking about that come to me and and go crazy and all of that, it's a trust issue. Somebody else hurt them, and now they don't trust anyone. They don't trust the pastor. They they don't trust the church. They don't trust any because they've been hurt. They don't want to give anyone that trust. And so they end up just constantly going from one place to another, avoiding situations where someone is offering them counsel. Someone is in an authoritative position. They just bounce. They just leave because they have a trust issue because someone a long time ago hurt them. The enemy uses this so that we will have these trust issues. Distrust causes us to what? Exhibit callous behavior. So that's the person that's so tough you can't get through to them. They feel they have to be that tough so they don't get hurt. But they really put up a wall. When you put up a wall, you may be keeping the bad stuff out. But guess what else the wall is doing? It's keeping you from the good stuff. The stuff you need. That same wall. You built it for good reasons. To protect yourself. But now no one can get in. Proverbs 18 and 24, a man that has friends must show himself what? You can't have friends unless you're friendly. And look at somebody and say, you need friends. Why do people that don't have friends and say they don't need anybody, 
When times get tough, they complain about not having anybody. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Don't need nobody. Well, I don't need nobody. It's just me it's under my rock in my shell. It's just me and me. It's just me. I don't need nobody. Nobody. And then when bad stuff happens, man, why ain't I got nobody? Where's everybody? I thought you was, had hooked the rock up and you was chilling under the rock. Living like Patrick on Spongebob. <laughs> Thought the rock was the bomb. No, God did not design us that way. You are not John. Why people trying to be these biblical characters? John had the right revelations. He couldn't be around nobody. Folks would have thought he was crazy. You are not in exile. How are you in exile and got a job? You crazy. Leave your house every day. You leave your house every day to go to work, but you in exile. I'm in exile of my mind. I just don't let nobody in. You work in customer service. <laughs> On the phone all day. But what happens is you learn how to be fake and phony. That's what happens. She has on the phone, Hi! We were running a special today. If you can accept this special, you know, reading the script, just all happy, whatever, then hang out the phone. Oh. <laughs> Turn into that donkey on Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nobody likes me. Phone ring. Hi! Running a great special. Now you're just phony. Then you come to church, how you doing, says, I'm great. <laughs> Behind you is just a dark cloud and a tornado tearing up everything. <laughs> yeah, that callous behavior. You're really callous and nobody can break in. And then you wonder, a callous person always wonders what is wrong. You always wonder what's wrong. What is wrong? What's wrong with me? What's going on with me? You're callous. Yeah, but the world may be like this. Yeah, but you need to get over it. Because as long as you're callous, something's going to be wrong. How do I make it right? Stop being callous. But I want to be callous. Then stuff's going to be wrong. I mean, you can't have it both ways. We all need friends. Amen. Friends. People. Humans. Not digital ones either. Facebook, that's not friends. That's digital. Like my daddy used to say, that's digital. That's worse than digital. Digital. No. No. Those aren't friends. You don't know them. They can't be there for you. All they can do is cheer on your avatar. That's not friends. You need human beings. Amen. You need touch. Smell, sight, or you will be callous, and God cannot use a bitter person because you're going to take it out on everyone God brings into your life. Man, I'm preaching in here. Proverbs 18 and 24, a man that hath friends must first what? Man, you got to be friendly if you want some friends. Amen. Oh, I love this picture. Look at that. Just watering, 
taking good care of it. This plant needs me. I'm going to help it become what it needs to be. When I saw this picture, I was Googling. When I saw this picture, I started crying for real because this is real. That's a deep picture right there. You pouring into somebody's life, pouring. That's what he's doing, literally pouring. And that's what they're going to do to you? Yeah, that hurts. Because God cares so much for us, he will always show us who our enemies really are. Did you know that there is not an enemy that has ever betrayed you that you didn't know they were going to betray you? You knew it. Yeah. You knew it. You knew something was wrong with him when you married him. You knew it. Oh, you knew it. You knew it. But for whatever reason, you decided which You know, I don't have a problem with us giving people a chance. I think we should give people chances. Now, when it comes to marriage, sometimes you need to seek some wise counsel on that. Because that can be pretty permanent. (laughs) Yes, sir. You're going to know. You're not marrying blind. Everybody. And then everyone told you. But see, what what the devil wants you to do, he wants you to fall out with all the people that could give you sound advice. Once you fall out with them, then when they come try to give you sound advice, you don't have no relationship. You're like, oh, no, no, you did not. I'm fooling with him. Those are the people that can help you. Man, I'm preaching. He will always show us who our enemies are. Even when they claim to love us, God will always what? He'll reveal their true motive every time. I told my wife people was going to do it. They're going to do it. And God said, keep loving them. Keep treating them right. Like, Lord, they're going to do it. I feel it in my big toe. Matthew 26, 23. Yeah, they said, Jesus, which one of us is going to betray you? Uh, he's going to show you. He knew. He knew. He said, he that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. And everybody looked down and there was a hand. Been eating chips with Jesus the whole time. They wasn't waiting on him to dip. Folks got that wrong. No, this dude had eaten half a bag of unleavened Doritos and just going in. Jesus, hey y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. This hummus, this hummus is the bomb because you know it was hummus. This hummus is the bomb. Oh, whoever made this just eating. And they asked Jesus, the person that's eating with me, that's, you know, basically breaking bread with me. You know, that because that was a sign of, you know, so the person that's, you know, just chilling with the chips. He's going to do it. Now, Jesus could have just called an angel down from heaven right then and whipped his tail. Jesus could have said Judas, and just he would have just caught on fire and burned up. Nope. No. Jesus, Judas, he got to let him, got to let it run its course. Couldn't make no move, just let it run its course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All the life of a pastor, y'all don't understand. I have to let everything run its course. I can't call nobody in. Folks come to me and tell me, say, do you know what so-and-so said about you? You know what they're getting ready to do? You know what they're planning to do? You need to call a meeting with them. You need to meet with the elders. You need to say, I can't. I turn the hourglass over. You might be with them. I don't know. Turn the hourglass over and let me see. 
I'm going to find out. And man, it might hurt me, break my heart, whatever. But I got to give them a chance because they may change their mind. They may do good and you might be the weasel. But I'm telling you, you got to let it run its course. You have to. Because you don't want to misjudge a person prior to them having an opportunity to do the right thing. And God, please don't listen to what somebody else is saying and judge a person based on that. Jesus knew Judas was going to do it, but he didn't kick Judas out. Even if we feel that they will hurt us, we need to give people what? A chance. How many of you ever changed what you once thought about a person? Yeah. You didn't like them. Something was wrong. And then over time, you realize that what it was, you didn't think it was. I mean, what, what you thought it was, it wasn't. It was something different. You was either listening to somebody at the wrong vantage point, whatever. And it changed. Now, just think if you had made a decision based on what you thought in the beginning. You may have missed an opportunity to have someone in your life that belongs in your life. When we give people chances, in spite of our past hurts, we are extending what? Grace and what? True love. Now, let me, well, let me read the scripture. Luke 6 and 27. But I say unto you, which here, love your enemies and what? Do good to them, which what? Hate us. But let me, let me straighten something out before somebody go crazy. Now, after they stab you in the back real good and you find out that they mean you no good and their purpose is to destroy you, that don't mean you got to always keep them in your life. You can forgive them and part ways. That's biblical too. Amen. Now, if it's your mama, you can't part ways. That's your mama and your daddy. You have to work that. God is going to make sure you work that out. You won't be able to preach to nobody or say nothing or help anyone until you honor your father and mother. Right? That will hold you back for the rest of your life if you let it. You got to come face to face with that. You don't have a choice there. The Bible says it. You have to honor your father and mother. But some of this other stuff, some of these folk, you don't have to remain. Man, Paul and Barnabas split. And the Bible said that the split was tough. They were, they were arguing. It got, the Bible said it got heated. And Paul was like, deuces. But the Bible said they split. And they didn't get back together. They hate each other, but they split. That's going to happen. Some folks, some folks can't be in your life. They just can't. Even if we feel that they will hurt us, we got to give them a chance. Luke 6 and 27. But I say unto you, which here, love your enemies and what? Do good to them, which what? Mean you harm. You do good. Amen. You can't kill them. It's against the law. We should do good to them even at the risk of what? Uh-oh. We should never seek revenge for those that hurt us, but we should allow our good to repay them. 
Leviticus 10, 19 and 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor. What? Can't seek revenge. You plotting and planning ways to take folks down. You're going to hell. You can't plan a way to take somebody down and destroy someone's life because you feel yours is messed up. Focus on getting your life together. Blessing people that curse us is hard sometimes because it's the only way to cast aside the negative emotions that occur when people curse us. So blessing people that curse us is the only way to cast aside negative emotions. You got to bless them. Luke 6 and 28, bless them that curse you and pray for them, which what? Do you wrong. We should pray for people that betray us. Most of the time when we do good to people, they turn on us because they're not, they have not been doing good themselves. So you do good to people, but they turn on you. They haven't been doing good. They can't do the good that you're doing because they haven't been doing good. So they turn on you. So you have to pray for them that they will begin to do good. This is the reason that we must what? Pray for them. Luke 22, 31 through 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have what? Prayed for you that thy faith fail not. And once you come through this and are converted, do the same thing to your brethren. So basically, Jesus is saying, I prayed for you in your sin so that you can come out of your sin and pray for others that are in their sin. Does that make sense? So you should be blessing others and praying for others. When they do you wrong, it's sin. They're doing you wrong because of sin. Nobody is doing people wrong and not sinning. There's sin there somewhere. So you're praying for them to help them through the sin. So they'll stop hurting people. What did I say in part 10? Hurting people do what? Hurt people. When you pray for them, when you pray for those that, when we pray for those that hurt us, our pain goes to God. Anybody ever done that? Somebody hurt you and did you wrong and you really begin to pray for them, Lord, I just forgive them. God, help them so that they don't do this anymore. Let them see the error of their ways, whatever, whatever. When you get up from that, you feel better because you gave it to God. You casted that care on to God. He takes it and carries it for us. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are what? Heavy laden, weighed down. I will give you what? I will give you rest. But you got to give it to God. Come unto me. You have to give it to him. Lay it at his feet. Amen? When you carry grudges, when you carry anger, when you carry wrath from the way people have treated you, when you carry these things, you weigh yourself down and you're going to hurt someone. Amen? They might be right in your house. You're going to, that's people that abuse their kids. They're carrying weights. They're carrying what someone else did them, did to them. Amen. 
A wife that abuses her husband? Y'all think that don't happen? I'm not talking about physically, but emotionally abuses her husband. She's doing it because she's been abused. A husband that abuses his wife, doing it because he's been abused. Children, when they grow up from those situations, they're going to abuse their children because they've been abused. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. Summary. One of the hardest things to handle as a believer is what? It's what? It's betrayal. When people close to you misuse you, hurt you, or curse you, it can be overwhelming to deal with. You know why? Because you depend on people that's close to you to have your back. Why would you not have my back if we're close? If we're close and you say you love me, why ain't you acting like it? You should have my back. You shouldn't let nobody talk about me. But the talking about me is coming from somebody close to me. You don't like me that much and you're close. How can you do that? That just messes with my mind. Because people that are close to me, I love them. I got their back. I'm not going to let nobody hurt them. What kind of love is that? It can also be very hard to give our offenses to God because our first reaction is usually what? Retaliation. Getting them back. You know you can't get anyone back in this life. Life won't let you get people back. When you get people back, guess who you really got? You got yourself. That very action of getting someone back, when that filters into your children, guess what they're going to do? They're going to get you back. You can't stop it. You paying people back for what people did, just wait till your kids grow up. They're going to get you back. They are going to get you. They're so cute right now. It looks impossible. It looks impossible. They're so beautiful and cute. But every one of those negative emotions that you harboring about what folks did to you, they're growing in them. They're growing in them. And they're going to be some hellions when they grow up. They're going to be them little kids following Judas around on the passion. Face changing. Yeah, that's where it's going to manifest. Yeah, it's going to manifest. So you, you just can't do folks wrong and get away with it. At some point, you have to start doing people right. No matter what was done to you. Am I preaching? However, we must follow the biblical formula for dealing with offenses. If we do not obey God's way of handling these situations, we will find ourselves what? Retreating into our own feelings and what? Distrusting others. Once you stop distrusting others, you just severed your relationship with the Lord. He can't use you because he's going to speak to you through people. Uh-oh. He can't use you. He's going to speak through people. And if you don't trust people, you're not going to hear anything he's saying. You're going to be set up with a head full of Hebrew Israelite mess. 
this and went your own way, got your own understanding. Ah, no, I don't believe that. Well, the Lord said, oh, but he was white. Well, the Bible said, oh, but them pages are white. Well, King, J- King James was a homosexual. Well, he didn't write the Bible. Oh, yes, he did. His name's on it. Brother, you're, you, you, you're mentally ill. You're insane. But he sat up under no authority and got his own version of everything. Because he had nobody to guide him. He had no one to watch for his soul. So he didn't get, so he wouldn't get deceived. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's what happens. Yeah. So once you distrust people, you're only going to trust what you trust. You're going to believe what you want to believe. You're going to get your own version of everything. You ever been at the family reunion and we all just sitting around hanging out, whatever, and everybody just talking, yeah, the Lord is good. Yeah, man, the Lord is good with his black self. Everybody's like, what did he, did he just say? What did he, did he just say, blacks? What did he say? I don't want to ask him because I I just don't want to go there. I want to eat these ribs. I don't, I, I, let's just eat the ribs and play like, play like we didn't hear nothing. Oh yeah, so yeah, God is good. Oh yeah, he's good. I love Negroes that have that anointing. Did he say Negroes? Jesus is a Negro? Is he? And then they dropped that little bit in there. And it's always a person that's not under authority, not under a pastor, won't submit to no one. Nobody can watch for their soul. Because they don't trust anyone. Distrust and reclusive behavior will cause us to repel what? What? Distrust will cause us to repel good people from our lives so there is little opportunity for mentorship and growth. Isolation stunts our spiritual growth and causes us to be angry within where? I said, you don't have nobody to be mad at because you ran everybody off. The only person you can be mad at is you. So you just hate yourself. You punish yourself because you, it's just you. Our displeasure with ourselves will only cause us to lash out and what? Hurt others just like we were hurt. Oh, this summary is going to preach today. I promise you. We must love people in spite of how they hurt us. We must give people a chance, even though we may see betrayal coming. We must let it play out and trust God to help us deal with the pain. For their sake, we're going to let it play out. I don't want to misjudge a situation. Amen? I have this saying. I turn the hourglass over. I'm going to let it play out. Folks, come to me. And I thank God for all of you that's got eyes and ears of the ministry. I love it. I appreciate you calling me, telling me stuff. I thank God for it. I need to know. Me and my wife, we need to know what's going on. I I need to know. So I thank God for that. I'm not slighting that. But most of the time, you know what I'm going to do? Turn the hourglass over. I'm going to let it play out. They may change. They may not. But I'm I'm, going to give them the chance. Because as a pastor, that's that's what I'm required to do. Some of y'all in here right now, I didn't think you was going to make it. I didn't think you'd be here today. I didn't think you would amount to anything at all. I didn't, but you're here. So had I judged you then, I would have made a mistake. Could have ruined your family, wrecked your life. Right? Oh, but there was some that I thought would never leave me nor forsake me. And they ain't here. But I knew it. Ooh, I knew it. 
And it's, it hurts the same even when you know it. It still hurts, but I knew it. God is going to show you. We must let it play out and trust God to help us deal with the pain. If we do not hold our peace or let the Lord fight our battles, we may prematurely judge situations and people. Rash judgment can cause us to sabotage good situations for fear of being hurt. Man, I just preached to a whole lot of people in here. For fear of being hurt, sabotage. You blow it up and blow it up and blow it up and look up one day and everything is blown. You did all that for fear of being hurt and you ended up hurting yourself. We must let God be the judge and allow him to avenge us. We should sincerely pray for those that hurt us and allow God to carry the weight of the pain. Amen? Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay. What? Who said that? The Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy is hungry, do what? You know they've been talking about you. Feed them. That's what I'm doing. I'm feeding right now. Folk in here that got horns and a pitchfork. And I'm feeding you. Because I love you. I'm feeding you. Because I'm really not your enemy. You, you're mad at the word. Paul said, if I become your enemy because I'm telling you the truth, you can't be mad at me. He said, feed him. If he's thirsty, do what? Give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt do what? Some folk in here right now on fire. You do good to people, man. You can't just do people wrong. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with what? Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.